thing we need to be better at, <laughs> me and Jill, is <laughs> we need to promote our webcomic, which the second episode of Black Ghost is live on Webtoon. Has been live for several weeks now. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, Lincoln, we'll pull us the link, but yeah, everyone, all five of you, <laughs> please check it out. And I would, I need to get something off my chest about something that's kind of ridiculous that really highlights the struggle of being an independent comic creator. Is that we, we spent a long time not just making the comic, but we spent a long time putting together a little promo reel for social media. Like like a week, at least a week or so, making it. <laughs> you know, do you know how many views it got on our on my Instagram, Phil? How many? Let's check actually on on my insights. First of all, learning that process was a pain in the ass. Says, <laughs> let's see. Um, so according to my Insta, God. Here we go, insights. So I had to make two reels because I forgot to put hashtags in the first one. So the overview, I reached two I reached three hundred fifty seven fifty percent more counts than the previous month. But that's mm-hmm. meaningless because I don't engage <laughs> at all on social media. Right. So God damn it. Let me find my, my reels. Uh oh, it's only it's only showing me the last seven days for some reason. There we go. So this reel it achieved a total of 128 plays. Mm-hmm. So 130 counts, four likes, zero shares, zero comments. <laughs> At watch total watch time seven minutes thirty seconds. Average watch time three seconds. Oh wow! <laughs> you know how many? You know how many views increase on our web comic? How many? Like a, like a dozen. <laughs> like a dozen more views. Okay. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, to show you how fickle social media, but also uh, audiences are, I've been posting a bunch of uh, memes on on Star Trek Picard. Just the uh, the last season that's been going on the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. My memes get literally thousands of views. Like I am not exaggerating when I say thousands of views. I mean, I guess it's it's a part of the that weird spectrum of. Uh, established IP versus this brand new thing that people aren't familiar with. So, I mean, I can I can understand where that's coming from. It's annoying. It is annoying. Uh, the fact that I'm pretty sure because our reel is not doing as well as the last reel, but it's probably because all these platforms they're not going to promote anything that links away from the platform. That links away from the platform. Yeah, that's also true too. Get we're sh- we're sh- damn it we're shadow banned. Essentially, yeah, but like. So yeah, my last meme, which I will share my screen. Not that you're gonna get it because you don't watch Star Trek. Yeah, I, pff, it like, goes over and, my head. And uh, I makes me sad every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here, here, here. This is the latest one I did. Uh, seven of nine. It's spoilers if any of you care for season current season of Picard. Uh, seven of nine when Shaw chooses out for saving his life, and it's that meme from The Incredibles. Where he says, look, I performed a, path, a public service. You act like that's a bad thing. Mm. 1,700 views. Uh, here's... Trying to find another meme. Uh, da, 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 da. 
and get uh, get a view of my what my Twitter my Twitter posts look like, which I think is very different from your Twitter posts. Oh yeah, definitely. Mine is like repost of like art people and Mecca and Common Rider. Uh oh yeah, here we go. See, even even though you have a car, like Snowfall, it's Snowfall, we got 119 views. Mm. Which I can't tell you because it'd be a spoiler because you haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Oh, it's from season six. Dang, I need to catch yeah. up. So yeah, here we go. Picard, after listening to Vatic's monologue, and it's that meme of the guy in a Nazi uniform saying, "Are we the baddies?" 159 views. Uh, this is my highest. I think my my highest or second highest. Mm-hmm. This is a big spoiler. Um, it's when, and I'm just gonna say, if you're not gonna understand it, because it was a really powerful moment for me. Okay. That when like. Seven of Nine is reaching out to Tuvok, her old friend Tuvok from Voyager. Wow. They need to find allies against the changing conspiracy. And she's testing you, right? And see, you know, she's going to drop some knowledge to see mm-hmm. to see if he's really a changeling. And he passes. And, and they even played the theme of Voyager. Right? It's like, yes, we finally, we got, we got Tuvok on board. And then he fails the second test. And it turns out he was actually a changeling. And I posted this meme. I'm never going to emotionally recover from this. <laughs> uh, four, over four, 4,700. 4,768 views. Right. And then the big one. I thought that was the big one. There's another one. It's, it's from a while ago. I'm trying to find it. Because it's, it's continued to grow. I think it's more people have caught up on, on Picard. Mm. Uh... It might have made this like the first week. I bring this up because I think our old Professor Allen actually liked it itself. <laughs> and he doesn't really interact with me too much on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, this was the highest. Because I remember because it's also the dumbest, the, the dumbest meme I made. But it also got the highest. <laughs> which, really, which really annoyed me. Um, I'm also scrolling quickly so, so yeah, I don't spoil the Mandalorian memes for you. Oh, I yeah, appreciate I that. Yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, this was okay. That's a month ago. Uh, I had to go past all these Evangelion memes I was sharing. This, this, this is a lot. I'm not gonna hold you. Uh, I probably should have bookmarked it, but maybe it's a little narcissistic to bookmark, to bookmark your own meme. Yeah, that's crazy. But you know, I'd use I'm using it to make a point. Uh, that would be like listening to your own music. <laughs> I mean, people people do that, I think. Or listening to your own podcast, which I don't. That's for sure. Oh, here we go. The Titan Crew after Shaw chews out Picard for War Three Five Nine. Does that mean of the the, the puppet. puppet looking looking and then looking away? Eighteen thousand views. It's mm-hmm. like the dumbest, the dumbest, lowest hanging fruit I made. It's got 18,000 views, 500 likes, 39 retweets. And yet our webcomic that we're pouring our blood, sweat, and tears into gets a dozen views. I mean, again, this is this is what people, this is what the people like, right? It's established IP. Plus, I feel like when it comes to art on Twitter, people like to see like bits and pieces of like works in progress as well as like sketches other people do me i never have time for that because first off i'm lazy but i need to get better at it second of all i have to scan which is also (laughs) equally annoying 
because I I work on paper. I don't do also, digital art. Also, you don't just make a bunch of fan art or giant yeah. big-breasted women holding swords. Yeah, that, that, that's another thing too. Which I mean, personally, I've thought about that like in like fever dreams. I'm like, yo, I just if I draw porn, I'm gonna make all the money. Well, like, no, I don't want to draw porn. <laughs> Oh god! So I mean, at most, if I were to do fan art, it's either Common Rider or Ultraman. That's that's that is my my two fan arts. Or you just need to get on the meme making machine like I do. Eighty thousand views. Has this improved my life in any way? No, not no whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, it might have gotten me like two extra followers who may have unfollowed me a couple weeks later. Uh, do you feel like now that you've made it big, having <laughs> about? <laughs> 15,000 views uh, 18, looking at your memes. Oh, 18, sorry. 18,000 views looking at your memes. Do you feel like you've become uh, famous? Like, do you feel like you could put on the sunglasses and walk down the street and strut? Uh, no, because at the end of the day, and this is the reason why it gets so much, at the end of the day, it's only Star Trek fans. And not even that, it's Star Trek fans who are on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, I mean, isn't I feel like aren't they all on? Isn't everybody on Twitter at this point? Unless everyone's jumping ship to go to I don't know. Apparently, substack. and I'm sure there's plenty of Star Trek fans who are not on Twitter. And then of course the subset, the smaller subset, are those who are still watching Picard. Mm-hmm. So I would not blame them for giving up after season one, and especially season two. And I was sticking around, I was like, all right, you know, I'm like Char, like Charlie and Lucy with the football. I keep thinking it's gonna get better. Well, this is the one time it actually got better. I was able to no. get that football. Okay. I mean, I guess in my mind, because the way the they did the, the previews that season one of Picard was like Old Man Logan, but in space. See, yeah, yeah, that's what everyone thought. And then it became, well, you know, this is not a Star Trek podcast, so I can't go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I need to save these Star Trek digressions for when Phil breaks his contract, talks about sports. Um, and what, you know what else is going to get thousands of more listens and views than all the other episodes this episode of our podcast you know why because we're taking a break we're not going to talk about comics what we're going to do we're going to watch three episodes of presumably very popular animes yes uh not just any animes because then that would be too easy but because we tend to focus on comics uh we're going to be looking at manga adapted adapted i don't know where i got that from manga adapted god damn it adapted into anime right so the uh transition of a uh still image media to a more kinetic medium right um yep. plus <clears throat> we just we just spent like seven weeks in a row doing a lot of reading oh literally yeah. maybe dozens it might even be it might have even hit a hundred comics if you talk about individual issues of Hickman's Marvel stuff. So we thought we'd mix it up. We'll, we'll do something a little chill. But don't worry, next week we'll be back at dissecting comics. But yeah. And this one's, uh, I decided to do something special because I was like, let's have some fun for one of us that two of these <laughs> anime series Phil will choose and not tell me what they are ahead of time. Yes. Uh, so... <clears throat> I, I it, it took me it took a very long arduous process to try and figure out what to watch, um, simply because to be completely transparent, right? I don't really watch anime anymore. It has to be like really really good in order for me to watch it today. Compared to when I was a teenager, I feel like the quality is not the same. But you know we can argue um, bits and pieces. I don't really care. 
but <clears throat> I did find uh, one that's more modern that I, I thoroughly enjoy and another that is I feel like is a much watch for everybody and uh, I needed Eric to get off his high horse and finally watch the damn show so and the third one it's just gonna be the dodgeball episode for Spy X family <laughs> <laughs> because yes. you know what we're gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna cave in I'm gonna cave into the algorithm because that's that damn episode where we talked about the Eisner nominees that's why X Family was one of them got a shit ton of, of listens uh, oh really oh wow yeah shout out to Spy X family for giving us some listens but also uh, it is a really good manga and a very good anime so what's first up on our list Alright, so the first series we're going to be watching is a series called Psycho Mob 100. Oh, okay. I... It's been to my list forever, I just never made it around. Mob Psycho 100? Yes. Alright, and FYI, all these series on Hulu, so people can follow along yourself. Yes, um, and Hulu cut the check. Alright, so which episode of Mob Psycho 100 are we watching? <laughs> We are watching the first episode. How does this... Hulu is only season one and season three for some reason. Yeah, I uh, I think season two is on Crunchyroll, which is odd. Yeah, they, these are some weird rights things. So I'm assuming you mean season three, episode one? No, season one, episode one. Okay, I can't watch it. It says upcoming, available at April 15th. <laughs> All right, so the season three, episode one. Sure. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, oh, sure. This is gonna be great. Like, nice. I already this is super random for me, but we're in the middle. Anyways, why don't you sum up to our listeners? Okay. So, because I don't. What What is the premise of Psycho One Hundred? Of course. Uh, so, uh, Psycho Mob One Hundred is a webcomic created by the the mangaka One, uh, who is most famous for his One Punch. Uh, One Punch Man uh, webcomic, which then became um, adapted by uh, Yusuke Murata um, into the manga that everyone knows and loves, which and also turned into an animated series. Uh, But Mike Psycho Mob 100 is, I mean, Mob Psycho 100, my dyslexia is kicking in, uh, is purely uh, a comic that one has written and drawn right uh his art style is to say the least not the greatest in the world but because of how dedicated the story how good the story is um people tend to follow along and you know are really rewarded uh the character mob himself is essentially a psychic prodigy who just wants to be a normal kid who gets thrown into uh random fights with other psychics that he essentially overpowers and overwhelms oh um, my god yeah okay. so it sounds like basically it's a show to anime but they have psychic powers instead of yes so psychic so yeah so psi or psychic whatever you want to call it is the is the uh what is it called um damn it, i just had the word in my head it's like the key the chi the Ryatsu, the chakra, the okay. So it's like their the internal magical yes. energy, whatever. Yes. In this yeah. in this particular yes. universe. Thank you. I, I couldn't right. think of I'm it. I'm already kind of whatever about this. So sure. Okay. 
Okay. See, but the reason I, I picked uh, Mops, Mob Psycho 100 is because of the similarities between you and uh, the mangaka one, right? One can't draw, but he can write the hell out of, this, out of a story. So, and look, and now it became animated. And, uh, yeah, all I need is just some, some crazy mangaka to notice me and get an annotation and I'll make making money. Anyways, mm. alright, well, we'll start season 3, episode 1, Future Career Paths mm-hmm. on Hulu. For those of you who want to follow along, you can follow us at timing 3, 2, 1, play. Okay. Alright, you're going to have to explain a lot of what's going on to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, it's, 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 this is... So first, you can say this is like a fantasy, right? It's kind of supernatural. Oh, yes, yes, because you they, you you see ghosts. All right, because I know this is kind of a in Japanese culture. This is like spiritualism. They have all. It's like in the Western culture, it's kind of like a little more fringe, like mm. culty, paranormal, kind of weird stuff. But in Japan, it's, it's a little more. It's there's more history to it because there's like the history of mediums and and Shinto religion, the spirits and everything. Right. So as I understand, it's not as crazy, you know, fringe. It's a little more like popular over there. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't say popular. I say more accepted. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because uh, here, because Mob, he just wants to be like I said before, right? He just wants to be a regular kid. He joins a what was it called? The muscle building club. So to, in order to build his muscles, but he's like the worst one in the club. And he gets a, a mentor named uh, Regan, who is essentially a con man who runs around saying he's a psychic or uh, a fortune teller. But right. I, he's I, just I there. I can see the resemblance to the art style and One Punch Man. But One Punch Man is clearly more refined. <laughs> right, because the One Punch Man is is Murata, right? But this is based off of One's art style. Okay. Yeah. So for, for, for him, did he, did he, did he deliberately... Did he have to like deliberately found an artist that can draw similar to him? Or did he, did he intentionally try to mimic or stay, stay true to his roots, One's roots? Are you, uh, are you talking about in One Punch Man? Yes. Yeah, so he's trying to do a combination of the both. So, like, sticking to uh, his roots, but also at the same time, uh, really highlighting the overall art style that one has created. All right, so we're, we're in the episode now. It looks like there's a school club because every anime is about that. Uh, so quickly, <laughs> explain to me what's going on. <laughs> I just started watching this. I haven't seen this episode, so I'm watching oh, it for okay. the first time, too. Well, but, you know what? This is going to go so well. You know what? Blame blame the rights, everyone, for Hulu for streaming. They probably must have literally changed last week. They had to, which is extremely annoying. But, I mean, with uh, right now they're talking about their their uh, grade level to achieve uh, what their career path is going to be. Okay. So, okay. So, let me, let me, let me ask. So there's a guy. There's a kid named One. He's presumably this powerful Mob. Mob. Yes. He's powerful psychic. What is the what is the story? What is he trying to do? Uh like I said before, he's just trying to be a normal kid who ends up getting caught up into psychic shenanigans. Okay. So 
do people know he's psychic or is he trying to hide it or is it pretty well known uh people don't know except for this guy here uh regan because that's his uh his master if you will uh but yeah most most people don't really know because everyone in the show outside of like regular characters are morons and for those who don't know this is, this is a comedy mostly right it yes it's kind of leading towards a comic end. yes so it's 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 comedic with uh, action with action uh, moments going on because like when Mob activates his power, if you will, right, the one hundred right. is supposed. So here, here's like okay, so what what is like like because we see people with psychic powers and all across fiction they do all sorts of stuff, yeah. ranging from like you know Xavier he can freeze people he can read minds mm-hmm. to like you know. Gundam, they go back in time. <laughs> you know, it's like an operate Gundam. So what? What can people with psychic powers do in in, in the what Mob One Hundred, whatever it's called, Mob Mob Psycho One Hundred. So yes. when it comes to uh, psychics, they essentially whatever is like known to like as a psychic phenomenon, they can do. So you have your standard tele uh, telepathy, telekinesis, uh, em, uh, em empathy. Um, what is that called? When you touch the object and you're able to like read Psycho, its memory. Psychometry. Yeah, thank you. That one. Uh, you it's have. Like, people don't know it's like you touch an object and you see like psychic visions of who yeah. interacted and the history right. of, of it. And uh, pyrokinesis, um, like anything with like nesis at the end of it, essentially. <laughs> okay. Hypnosis. <laughs> so. And of course, uh, exercising because they do come across like cursed objects. Ghost, things of that nature. Oh, exorcism. Okay. Uh, what's what's like the craziest thing people with psychic powers do in this in this series? Uh, well, Mob had a fight. Uh, flying so flying in the sky using telekinesis. Uh, using buildings to like throw at other psychics, turning them turning them into meteors, trying to crush them in them. Uh, another person, you know, is a uh, use as a. a Uses pyrokinesis, so essentially, like you know, shooting off flamethrowers and whatnot. Okay, so what what is the appeal of this of this manga and this anime? Why is it popular? Are the people who like it? Why do they like it? Uh, I think it's just because of the novelty of it. Um, mob, like I said before, is just your average everyday dude who's just trying to be average, but in turns has this great power that lurks with inside him and ends up in. A variety of different situations that will cause him to activate his powers which i mean the 100 in his name is referring to 100 percent so there would be intervals in which he would be using his power so he could use his powers at like 10 percent 20 percent 80 percent 99 percent stuff like that so if he were to ever use 100 percent of his powers then he essentially becomes like god okay uh, how similar is he to uh, Saitama in One Punch Man? <laughs> uh, I would I'm, say I'm, re- I'm reading. It sounds kind of similar. The basic premise, like you know, like he's like the literally the strongest person in the universe. But right. All he, wants, all he wants to do is just like play video games and make eggs. I would say he's the the exact opposite of uh, Saitama, simply because Saitama like wants to be a hero, but every fight he gets in, he he becomes bored. Mob is, tr- is not trying to get into any fights at all. He's just he's just trying to coast in life, but mm. but he just ends up 
This is going to be weird because we're both watching this new episode at the same time. We don't know. So season one and two, what's the general plots of, of both of them? Uh, I haven't seen season two, but season one, it it's hard to watch TVs, man. <laughs> the, season, the season that is not available on early right now yeah. for rights reasons. Uh, but the season... <laughs> funny. Season one is overarching story of like getting to know uh mob as a character uh getting to understand who regan is as the con man uh mob fights this powerful ghost that he ends up turning into a pet uh, essentially uh the introduction to other psychics into this into this world because again your only two frame of reference is mob and regan uh, so to see other psychics come out the woodworks and, of course, battle with Mob was also interesting You're as well. You're this, like, really fantastical plot. Meanwhile, right now, we're just watching a scene where, like, he's just there, trying to figure out what to do yeah. after, in college. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. So, I mean, again, it's one of those things where we've, we've jumped into the... Who's this green ghost thing? That's his pet that he fought in the first season. Which, which I get the feeling that it must be a reference to Slimer from Ghostbusters. Yes. Hey, uh, can this ghost do anything? Uh, so the ghost is able to become big and muscular, but I mean, it's been a while, so I guess his mob had like weakened him because he he crushed him with his psychic powers. So after a while, he was like, "I don't want to die, so I'd rather just stick with the strong guy," and that's essentially what it is. You're not, you're not doing a real good job, so man, it's 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 been so long. It's I can't do it justice. I just I just I just know the 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 Wait, uh. It's been so long. When did it come out? Isn't it this? Isn't this kind of? Isn't this series kind of new? Uh, it came out the beginning, the the top of COVID. Yeah, that's new. It's only in the last few years. Yo, that's three years, man. You know how long three years is? Yeah, it's but like, it comes out once a year. That's pretty regular for. Like, that's actually kind of impressive, considering something like Attack on Titan takes three years between seasons. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, well, you're not wrong, but also at the same time, again, it, it's hard but to also, sit down I'm on TV. it's because the, the simpler art style probably makes it easier. True. I, I don't even know who the, the production company behind this is, but it, it's fairly good. Yeah, I was going to say, the animation does seem actually really good. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. It's, for, so for those who don't know... Part of the reason why I don't watch a lot of anime, and I've gotten into this back and forth with Phil, is that I have a very high standard for visual quality. Like, I cannot stand a lot of the usual lazy, stilted tricks they use. Uh, I used to be able to when I didn't know better as a kid, but now that I've leveled up as a viewer, like, it's really hard for me to watch lazy animation. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I bring this up because Phil once mentioned it was teaching a kid who said he refuses to watch anything that's below Akira-level quality. <laughs> I said, I said he's right, Phil. You shouldn't be yelling at him. You should be siding with him. We should be demanding at the minimal Akira-level quality of our animation. See, but I feel like that's not fair because Akira is just one movie versus a series with either 12 to 26 episodes. I don't care. Give it, you know what? Fully Cooley costs like a million dollars per episode. And it was only four episodes. Well, six episodes. Crummy, half, half stilted anime slide shit. 
Like, you know what? We'll just make six awesome episodes. And that's like better. That's all we needed. I just want all my anime to be like that. Oh, gosh. It's like why I was very disappointed with the Persona 5 anime. Because, like, this budget is terrible. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like, you, like, you would have been better watching the Persona 3 movie. and Which I Pete did. And Persona 4, the animation. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> like, the, the, they made up for it with, like, the quality of the writing. Mm. And you, could, you didn't mind the, like, stilted animation. Whereas, this is, this is pretty fluid animation, surprisingly. Um, probably because I imagine the art style, but... Do you know, do you know the studio that did this? Is it the same studio as, uh... As One Punch Man? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Because, I mean, One Punch Man studios well, I know it had two have studios. changed. Yeah, two, yeah. They, had two, they had two different studios that I know. Season 2 is noticeably went down in quality because of it. Yeah, because uh, the first studio that did uh, One Punch Man was Madhouse, which is legendary. And then the second studio was... I don't remember. Alright, so also the other thing you got to sell me is the other reason why I don't watch a lot of anime... This something Phil seems oh, this, more okay this is with. this is uh, Studio Bones. So oh, okay, Bones is good. But the other yeah. thing is like I don't watch a lot of. I'm not really into shoujo. I'm really not into shonen because so much of it is, I would argue is all the same. <laughs> all right, it's all tournament arcs and power levels and energy levels <laughs> and fighting <laughs> components or the weaknesses. And every time I ask Phil about every whatever, it's like how is it different from any other shonen anime? And he always fails to give me a compelling reason. I mean, what more do you need? Like, yo, like, the, guy A punches guy B in the face. Like, I'm not, it's not trying to, like, you know, it's not everything could be, like, what's his name? Um, in, in, uh, in, NCO As- Asayo, whatever his name is, the guy who does, a, uh, Good Night Pun Pun. Like, not everything I, I, can be like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, or, sorry, not, I forgot you've never read his work. Or, uh, what's his name? Tayo Matsumoto, the guy who did Sunny. Okay. Well, I don't like Sunny either, so I would prefer over your typical shonen. Have you ever seen over that? Have you ever seen Ping Pong? No, I don't know no. what that is. Oh, P2, because like his first thing was a, a ping pong. Also, like the thing is, like I got in, I, I there's not there's not the like, my gateway anime was stuff like Kirby Bop and Evangelion and Samurai mm-hmm. Champloo. Mm-hmm. So it's not. It was. It, it typically it avoided the shonen stuff because I wasn't aimed for that demographic. Yeah, because those aren't shonen shows. Those are all yeah. senin. Yes. So that that's my Ghost in the Shell, Black Lagoon. That's kind of the stuff I gravitate more towards. Okay. Whereas you know, your the way I would illustrate it is that when I was talking to Phil, I finally started watching Attack on Titan, and, you, and I was like, actually kind of liking it. And you're like, man, I wish it would just go back to like. Them flying around on the cable. <laughs> I was just like, "You, you fool! That's exactly that's exactly what I didn't want to watch it for. I watched it for themes of war and genocide and revenge. And you I mean, watch it for like the the most surface level. <laughs> to be so completely like, fair, my favorite arc in that was the uh the was the political arc when they were trying to assassinate Historia because uh, they introduced the the guys with the guns. And everyone was like, "Whoa, what is a gun? Whoa!" So I thought that was that was actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, I want to see them go around killing giants. Like politics is cool. Like, don't get me wrong, I like I like politics, but you know, I still want to see them kill some giants. 
or yeah, Titans. I'm just like listening to it. people watch Snowfall and they like completely miss the point of the show and like cheering Franklin on. It's like, yeah, I glad I hope his dad gets killed for ratting him out. It's like you get that we're not supposed to. Root. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, it's the same thing with uh, uh, Walter White. You're not supposed to cheer yeah. for him. So I feel like. I'm just gonna make a gross sterilization, but I feel pretty confident saying a, a lot. The majority of people watch anime kind of miss a lot of the point of the, the, the anime creators are making. Like, yeah, war is bad. T- you know, attack like war is bad. Genocide, revenge. It's like, no, let's just watch the fly around and like, on the cables slicing things up. Yeah, you know, 3D movement. You know, or like the shipping. Yeah, I ship Mikasa with. Aaron and, you know, all the fan art that, you know, whatever no, ridiculous I, stuff. Yeah, I don't care about no shipping. I just want to see things kill things. Anyways, I don't know what's going on in this Mom 100 show. Everyone's yeah, sleeping. Yeah, I, I, a ghost appeared over a, a house that is putting people to sleep. Okay. For me, I was a little afraid you are going to make me watch Chainsaw Man. No. Like, you, you like the first, I watched the first episode. I was like, all right, this is okay. Mm-hmm. I I should probably watch more. Okay, to but it's like all right. It's what I see, this art style is cool though. I like, I do like this art style. Yeah, it's got like uh, whatever we just saw. It's hard. It was hard to describe, but it's definitely not drawn. It was not drawn the way you usually see an anime. Yes, it it is very different. That's I, I highly recommend reading the the web the web comic as well. Um, you can find it on the internet for um, free. Yes, for free. Uh, hydrogen water mist. I don't. Some special attack. It's, this is. I just like my eyes always glaze over whenever they're explaining some special attack. See, but like again, this is a part of the comedic factor, right? So like using double hydrogen water attack, like it's it's ho- essentially holy water to try and repel the spirit. Okay. See, if it's if it's played for laughs, I I'm more okay with it. It's really hard for me with. Especially when I edit so many goddamn isekai that uh, <laughs> it's like it's really hard for me to enjoy when it's played so straight. Uh, yes, but I feel like isekais are the are the the downfall of the Eastern media because just everything is a goddamn isekai, which is very oh, see, annoying. This, this kind of this like cool power glows they're doing. Mm. Uh, so this is would you say this? So the manga is not in color. I would assume, right? No, it's black and white. Yeah, so I would say this is one probably one big advantage right here. The anime has over it, right? They could they could make this look cool. Definitely, I mean with the color, of course, but I mean with the the comic as well, um, because it's manga, you don't necessarily need color because you could always use screen uh, screen tones or half tones to imply it. Yeah, but this is something why so many anime, so much anime is adapted from manga is that so much of manga translates really well to animation. True. Because like so much of it is action driven, like like there's you know a lot of action driven or very visually driven. So, uh, I mean, for those who don't know already, anime the st- the conventions of anime came from manga to begin with. So, yeah, it's all cyclical in nature, which is always pretty dope. Um, but yes, so again, Psycho Mob One Hundred, really dope. Show really great animation. <laughs> he gets a weekly manga manga magazine, uh, show magazine. That's funny. Yeah, that's that's how they do it over there. But um, what's it called? The yeah, it's cool. Read it. Yes, there you go. Watch the anime when it's, when season one's available on Hulu. 
Yes. Yeah, apparently not available on Hulu. Yeah, you gotta watch that someplace else. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> probably on Crunchyroll, I guess. Which... Yeah, either, yeah, probably. Or you know, you get it off uh, the back of a truck, uh, which I neither condone nor condemn. You know, <laughs> you read it, you do as you will. That's that's how I feel about the uh, the Nintendo eShop closure. <laughs> you know. Okay, so he there there that was a quick shot of like a, a budget saving shot when like it's just frozen and there's only internal narration. Yeah. Uh, so okay. so that's another thing too, right? Just thinking in terms of the storytelling, the the visual the visual gags. Well, not, well, not gags, but the visual implications of like understanding. So like the one scene where he's standing at the crossroads of the paths that he can take any sort of number of ways. Uh, that can be interpreted it's not real but to us the viewer it's there so again these nice storytelling conventions that we're able to see yep that's all i got to say <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah there we go it's almost done it looks like 20 a few minutes left but yeah mob cycle 100 oh well i would say i would check it out but it's not available on Hulu, so... And, <laughs> and I guess HBO Max has, like, randomly one... You know, like, a movie or a special, so... Wait, of, of Mob Psycho 100? Yeah. Interesting. I don't... Maybe... I don't know. I know the rights to these are all so weird and and, and constantly shifting. Yeah, like, just the other day, because I know uh, HBO Max had Tokyo Revengers, and now I'm seeing Tokyo Revengers on Hulu, and it's saying Hulu in big-ass letters, Tokyo Revengers. And I was like, oh, so I guess y'all got the rights to this now. All right, so any, any other notable notable arcs, notable moments from from notable memes from WoW 100 that you want to bring up while, it's, while this episode's closing now? Uh, notable memes... I can't really think of any, to be completely honest, because uh, I mean, One Punch Man was the one that was filling the niche of all of that. <laughs> yeah, so, that that really exploded in popularity. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I mean, again, because it took the conventions of the superhero comic and is essentially deconstructing them, which I thought was uh, fascinating when it first when it first well, released. Well, as I understand, it's not actually Westerners interpret it as superhero, but it's actually all Japanese shonen tropes and whatnot. But they translate. They translate actually pretty well outside of Japan. Yeah, probably why it's so popular. Yeah. So again, it's it's despite how niche it is, it's still pretty universal, actually. Yeah. Oh god, I should not be eating my podcast because I ate something really weird. Oh, edit that. Edit that out. Oh, are you about to burp and or fart? Or no, no, I was eating. This really awful keto-friendly cinnamon toast cereal, which I'm never gonna get again. That sounds horrible. Well, it was on sale at the uh, the grocery outlet, and it's like, hey, zero grams of sugar. It's healthy. And I remember, wait, sugar makes things taste good. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like this is so. I mean, I'm not saying people. So Catalina Crunch, keto-friendly. We're not gonna be sponsored by them anytime soon, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it tasted awful, but. I'm not saying go eat a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. That's really unhealthy. That is super eat, unhealthy. Might as well just pour sugar in your milk. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but like this is this is not great. It's just I mean it's high in fiber. It's pretty good. 
but it just, just wasn't really that tasty, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm an old man now, so I don't uh, eat like your cinnamon toast crunch and your frosted flakes, but I still like sugar, so I eat my honey my uh, honey nut Cheerios and yeah, my, I, switched, I switched to eating granola and, and uh, raisin raisin bran crunch. But, Not regular raisin bran; it has to be raisin bran crunch. Yep, and that's what I'm sure everyone's tuning in for to hear us talk about our breakfast cereal for uh, our Cogs podcast. Yes. Uh, All right. Are we called the Omnibus? No, we're called the Cookbook from now on. All right. So that was Mob Cycle 100. So what's what's next? Up? All right. So next up on the list is something more akin to your speed, right? Your Black Lagoon, your Samurai Champloo, your Akira, which would be uh, Helsing the Ultimate. Oh God. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> I was like, "Oh, please don't make me watch Naruto." Okay, it's like this sounds even worse. <laughs> so you say that, but no, it's uh, one of the popular sendings, uh published by Kota Hirano uh, in Young King's Hours, uh, which was co-current with uh, Trigun. Well, Trigun the Maximum, so the sequel to Trigun. Uh, this is a, how would I describe it? Gothic story about the vampire Alucard going to war with Nazi vampires in the heart of England. Mm. All right. And then the Catholic church gets involved. Uh, a priest takes the nail of Christ, sticks into his heart, becomes a, <laughs> an, a, an abomination. Okay. So that's, yeah, it's their, their anime take on vampires and yeah. stuff yes uh it says defense of british empire Nazis. Yes. It's, it's set in the 40s uh set in the 90s okay interesting yeah all right so that we're watching helsing which episode we're we watching uh we're going to be watching episode seven all right and why why this so for the listeners and me, sum up really quickly what's happened so I can get it. I can I can follow along. Okay, so there is there was a Nazi branch uh, back during World War Two uh, called the Thule Society. You've probably heard of them before. Yeah, they're uh, actually real. They're real. Yes, like there there was an actual Thule Society. <laughs> yes, that were doing uh, research and conducting vampire experiments to create an undying army. Um, Thule ended up becoming known as Millennium, uh, Millennium, and once World War II was over, all the Nazis ran down to Brazil. Uh, Alucard, who is our main vampire, uh, goes to Brazil to start and hunt down these Nazi vampires. Uh, he is unsuccessful. <laughs> he is unsuccessful. Uh, so they go back to England to prepare, and they end up, uh before being able to get prepared uh, to be invaded by uh, Millennium. So a thousand uh, Nazi vampires come and rain down on London, killing everybody. And the only people to stop them is the uh, Helsing uh, Agency, right? Which is the descendants of Van Helsing. Uh, I forget his first name, the Dutch guy, whatever. Abraham. Thank you. 
Uh, but then the Catholic the Catholic Church comes in, and they are another world power that hunts uh, monsters with um, with their exorcists. They sent in their final crusade, and the crusades hunt both the vampires and the Protestants who live in England because they're like, yo, Protestants are monsters too, so everybody gets killed. So it's a three three war between uh, Helsing, I mean, well, the British Empire, Nazis, and the Catholic Church. All right, sounds like uh, we're in for a fun time. Yeah. Oh, it's forty six minutes. Is this like kind of long? Uh, it's it's an it's uh what is it called OVA? So yes, yeah, it's, it's a little bit long, but it's this is produced by Madhouse. All right, I don't know. If we have time to watch all of it, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll play as we go. So everyone will follow along. You can find Helsing Ultimate on Hulu. We're playing three, two, one. Let's go. All right. Because we're already forty-five minutes ish, give or take. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Already? Oh, well, I thought that was just from the call. No. I don't know. We'll see. We'll play. We'll play it by ear. Okay. Um, if it, if this is as good as it sounds. I might actually want to watch this on my own, and that way we'll stop and we'll get to our SpyX family to choose the algorithm. Okay. All right, so what we're seeing right now, because I know Helsing much better because I own the manga, uh, we're seeing the, the one of the mercenaries, Pip, a uh, French guy, talking to his grandfather. Uh, so during this episode, the mercenary group, the Wild Geese, uh, are protecting... That's <laughs> absolutely what they're called. Yes. Uh, they're protecting the Helsing Mansion from the invader of uh, the, the Nazis. One of the Nazi vampires, I forgot her name, but she has the power to manipulate uh, people's memories. And she runs around with a scythe cleaving people in half. Okay, so so there's, there's the manga series, right? Yes, it is It is a manga series, yes. And then there's there's two Helsings, Ant series, there's a Helsing and a Helsing Ultimate. Yeah, so Helsing, uh, the first animation, Helsing, uh, deviates from the manga, kind of like your Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, where one of those situations where as it was airing, it was airing while the manga was still going, but yeah, yes, yes, yeah. So it went into like a completely different story where he ends up fighting an old African vampire. Um, while here, uh, Helsing the Ultimate was released as uh. OVAs, so original video animations, um, over years actually, to adapt the the, the manga series much more faithfully. Mm-hmm. You'll say fighting African vampire that sounds racist. But he was an African <laughs> vampire. He was from uh, Egypt. Okay, all right, sure. That, <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not, at least for a second. It's okay. You're like South African vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, but yes. All right. Um, I'm sure I'm supposed to care about this this whiny kid. But all I can say is that he looks like he's dressed like Waldo. <laughs> yes. So because the idea is uh, the grandfather telling him about the life of a mercenary. Uh, you know, you you kill, you die for pennies, and you know you do it for the fun of it. Hmm. That's uh, it's kind of the bleak nihilism I tend to expect from Satan, Satan anime, mm. which I'm kind of into. So, 
so who is who is the artist on Helsing, the manga? And then uh, there's the kind of... I'm assuming it's the art director or, or whoever's in charge of the anime kind of chose to stick to the art style. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Kota Hirano, he is the, he's the artist. Uh, he was the original creator of... Well, Helsing, of course, was like his breakout role. Um, he's done a couple of other smaller stuff. Uh, currently, now he's working on a manga called Drifters, which I think is fascinating. It's about uh, different people from uh, history uh, when they die, instead of like you know dying and going to heaven, they get brought into like a Lord of the Rings like world in order to fight each other so but there's two groups you have the ends and you have the drifters so the drifters are supposed to bring peace while the ends bring destruction and the ends are led by which we assume is jesus christ he's known as the black king and he corrupts Ugh. people using right. his uh, using say, his there's powers a of, there's a bunch of carnage yes there's headless bodies there's this 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 member lives on the walls also, they, there's, I heard an F-bomb, so, you know, this isn't, this isn't your grandma's, you know, cutesy Totoro anime. <laughs> this is more like the anime, you know, in the 90s when your mom would buy you thinking it's a cartoon and cartoon. it's some, like, hentai tentacle porn thing that's not appropriate for children whatsoever. Mm. Or so those stories went in that time. So, yeah, these are Nazi vampires, right? Yes, these, yes, yes, they are. So the vampires in this universe, are they kind of the standard vampire rules, or is there something different about vampires uh, in the No, the, the vampires here are, are standard standard vampire rules. So they can't be out in the sun. Uh, they they need to drink blood. <clears throat> but here they they seem much more violent. And when the when Millennium uh, came to invade, uh, they essentially blocked out the sun with their zeppelin. And shot and, and shot like mustard gas into the sky. So like that's that's causing to the sunlight to, to block out. Okay. It's very it's very Mr. Burns, you know, <laughs> blocking this up, but okay, sure. Oh gosh. And then I guess there's this renegade good vampire, Alucard, which is just Dracula backwards. Yes, so Al- Alucard is Dracula. Um once he was uh killed by uh Van Helsing uh he put a spell if you will uh under him so now he serves the uh helsing family okay and he's 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 i'm assuming he's like kind of like you know he's he's a hero but he's he's one of the good guys he doesn't act good right (laughs) yes he does he does the bad guys what the bad guys will do to you (laughs) yes that's so dirty harry wolverine anti-hero-esque for the most part, yeah, because like one of my favorite episodes was when he was in Brazil and um, he was trying to he was searching for clues for Millennium, got close to them, but they escaped, and so the Brazilian police sent in their their SWAT team to try and stop the carnage, and so he, technically he's not allowed to kill humans. He has to ask for permission. So what does he do? He asks for permission. Permission was granted. So he impales these police officers into flagpoles uh to you know to show like vlad the impaler because which he is which who he is i'm assuming these are that's okay because these policemen are bad right uh they're just casualties like they were oh, just God. wrong wrong place wrong time <laughs> this is the, this is the character's for. yes <laughs> oh my god 
this sounds this is sounding like a little bit closer to the to the type of stuff I usually. Uh, all right. Anyways, who's this? Who's this character? So that is the little boy all grown up. Uh, my my man Pip. Oh, and he has an eye patch. Yeah. This is uh oh yeah yeah this is yeah this is super edgy gutless pussies crying like schoolgirls yeah <laughs> this is uh it's kind of thing that I would probably watch eventually maybe if mm-hmm. I didn't have like a million other things I had to watch instead. True, which I mean, again, it's one of those things that, like, at least you now you get a taste. You're like, oh, okay, if I watch this, this is what I'm expecting. So, uh, I honestly, this is probably like one of my top five uh, animes. the The story's great, the animation is great, every everything is of quality. Like, it's up there with Samurai Champloo, your Akira, your Ghost in the Shell. I and would of course, it wouldn't be anime if just a young wayfish waifu character. Carrying two giant guns that her small frame couldn't realistically carry. Yes, because I'm assuming she's, that was a girl. Yes, she is a girl. She's also a vampire. Uh, Sarah's oh, okay. Victoria. That makes a little more sense. That yeah, makes she, a little more sense. She is uh, Alucard's one and only familiar. Mm-hmm. So, do any of the characters from the Dracula story, any other characters show up? Uh, the, I mean, in the flashback, we get to see Hen, uh, Helsing, uh, stab Dracula through the heart with the stake. Uh, the, the mistress who's the head of Helsing is, is, is his descendant. Um, that's about it, really. We don't see anybody else. Okay. I'm just kind of curious if there's any of the classic literary characters, but I guess not. I guess the manga creator's more interested in other things. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, because we get to see Alucard's backstory as well, which was always fascinating, right? The uh, being being as a kid, he was a slave to the to the Ottomans. Okay, um, so what's up with this vampire? Why is he glowing and has a hexagram and has an eye on his on his hand? <laughs> so she is able to uh, manipulate people's memories. Okay. So she's like using magic to create well, black magic to create horrors. Okay, so it's like because they have, I guess, some of the vampires have other special vampire powers. I'm assuming. Yes, so like the the leaders, if you will, or the the majors of Millennium, they have they have special powers. So like she has one. Uh, there's another one who's able to be everywhere and nowhere at the same time. What? <laughs> uh, Schroeder's cat. Okay, I see. Uh, and his name is Schroeder as well. <laughs> That's, that's a little clever, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's a what was it? There was a there's a werewolf that that shows up too. Oh, so of course they have to have werewolves. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There's there's just only one though. He's like okay. the the last of his kind. All right. Because that's the other thing about vampires is you, is like are werewolves involved? Do they wipe? They get a war somehow? You know because. I don't know where that came. I guess Underworld maybe kicked that off. I, I think, vampire, yeah. I think... The whole vampire werewolf rivalry. I would have to see, like, which came out first. Uh, where, uh, Underworld or uh, Van Helsing? Underworld was, like, early 2000. I feel like... Maybe late 90s. And, like, I feel like they came around at the same time. So they're both similar. They're both not great movies, but if I had to choose Underworld, at least. I would choose Underworld. It's at least a little more stylish. 
Whereas oh, Van Helsing was really bad. Like, even as a teenager, I, was, I wanted to watch it really badly. I was like, this is really not very good. I mean, I enjoyed it. The the whole, like, Dracula they turning both, into they a monster. They both had Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> Holy crap, you're absolutely right. She was typecast. Uh, no okay. Oh, look, there's a Nazi vampire tricking some tricking out somebody's arm. Yeah. Oh, here we go. There we go. This is that's a little more I'm looking for a giant slow mo 360 uh, bullet. And yeah, here we go. The anime thing. Young young waifuish girl. <laughs> Two giant guns. <laughs> Uh yes, so like that was the the thing because before she used to be a police girl, and then she was dying. She uh, Alucard essentially saved her, and so now she's a vampire who works for the family. Hmm. All right. This. I mean, it looks cool. I will admit, it's really well animated. Mm-hmm. And like, if there's something animated generally does tends to do a lot better at least like say hollywood movies is they have a lot of visual style <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah definitely definitely whereas like you know a lot of various whatever blockbusters you know they have this tendency to stick towards realism which gets a little old for a while which gets very annoying because have you seen the trailer for uh the knights of the zodiac that they're doing i don't know what that is uh, you've, you've never seen Knights of the Zodiac as a kid? I don't know what that is, no. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it uses Greek mythology. Um, there's these soldiers, no, uh, that fight for Athena. They use these things called cloths. Um, the protagonist don't, is Seiya. Don't explain it. Don't, don't, just skip it. <laughs> just, okay. What were you saying? What was your point? Uh, yeah, but, like, the, the way they have the appropriate source material, they, and then when they try to adapt it for live action via Hollywood, it, it, it misses, the, it misses the, the point and feel of what the original intent was of the author, I feel like. Yeah. Especially when you compare that to, like, Blue Beetle, which looked cool. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, Blue Beetle looks amazing. Yes. And I was going to play Tall Hipster, as someone who watched Cobra Kai. From the very beginning, as in when it was on YouTube, Red, or Premium, or whatever it was. It's like, I knew that actor was going to be great. I was ahead of the curve. Okay. So, you're, well, everyone's late to the party. Well, pat yourself on the back, man. Yeah, you're like me. you're like one of those people who are like, yo, I knew this actor where they were on Disney Channel. And look, they made it out. Because, you know, Disney destroyed their destroys their actors and actresses. Cobra Kai is like the the living example because actually a lot of a lot of the actors were a bunch of Disney Channel movies before then. Oh right, oh see, well like is like Zendaya, she was a Disney Channel kid, uh, who made it out. Uh, who's another one? Oh, uh, Jenna Jenna Ortega is another Disney kid. I don't know who that is. Wednesday, Adam. Oh, okay. I never watched it. I have no interest in watching that. Oh, but a lot of people I've met watched it, and I can tell. These are it's per- this show seems great for people who don't like watching a lot of television. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's give five more minutes of this. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, man, this is really bloody. This is really violent. <laughs> Was the original anime like this explicit? No. 
Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah. No. See, and that's also another thing too, because the original anime was on TV. This was uh, direct to DVD. So, like, you know, completely different. Um, so way to I'm kind of curious how much of the original manga that the original series adapt for going its own direction. Uh, in the original series. Yes. I think the you first. Said, you said it deviated. Yeah, it did. Like, I think the first three episodes, and then after that, it went on its own <laughs> wow. like, little thing. <laughs> That's it? Only three episodes? Yeah. Because I know Fullmetal Alchemist. I mean, it deviated, but at least it went a little while longer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the most part, up until they started to introduce the the other homunculi. Right, as so I understand it, because I've watched maybe two episodes of the original. Uh-huh. Which happened to be the beginning, because I know they were from the manga, because they also shot them in Brotherhood. Yes. The only, the only episodes I remember was the really sad one with the dog, the guy who transformed his... Oh, his daughter, his daughter into the dog. Yeah, yeah. which was Resta. And then the cool episode when they fight Scar. Yeah, so, which is in the in the manga, which is always cool. I was like, yeah, let's go Scar, you know, gotta cheer for that guy. But yeah, wow, only three episodes, it's like... I mean, is it is the original good on its own as a standalone? Thing? Not really. <laughs> Not really. Uh, also, I was gonna say for a show where a main character is Dracula, Alucard, mm-hmm. we're like sixteen minutes in this episode. This guy, this character has not shown up. <laughs> Oh, because he okay. So that the, the reason I chose this episode was because I wanted this because I wanted to show you Sears's fight with uh, this vampire in particular. Alucard is in the heart of London, battling over there. Let's uh, let's just skip to that right away, and then we can wrap it up. Okay, so you want to skip to? Remember how you were, how far the episode is it? Uh, I don't even think it shows up in this episode, to be honest. <laughs> oh my god! Because because honestly, this episode is dedicated to her. Okay. Yeah, because this, this is supposed a, to be this is supposed to be her like her transformation. This is not a great. This is not a good onboarding episode. Yes, but, it you was. know it, it looks kind of cool, I guess. Oh my god, Bob One Hundred had more style, which I like. So you you think so? It it, it has a more like a tour voice to the to the visuals. I like. Mm. Whereas this like. I mean, it's good. It looks good, but it does look like most other anime. To be honest. <laughs> uh, really? I think it's good though. Let's let's end this here. Okay. So that's Hell's Ultimate for everyone, based on the manga Hellsing. Read it, I guess, according to Phil. Yeah, read it. It uh, Dark Horse is now releasing the the omnibus, so it's uh, oh, it's a Dark Horse series, not one of the manga ones. Uh, no, it's a it's a Dark Horse is publishing the manga in America. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's interesting. Not like Viz or oh yeah, no, not Viz or Kandasha or anything. Yeah, no, it's like it's up there with uh, Trigun and Berserk. Uh, what's another Dark Horse manga? Uh, I did not know Dark Horse released Berserk. Yes, interesting. Uh, now to go a complete pivot and the really juicy algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do Spy X Family. Uh, season one, well, all season one. It's only one uh, season. I'll, I'll get to it eventually. Um, so, for those who don't know or don't remember from the last episode, the premise is a, a ten of fictional 
country based, clearly based off uh, Germany in the 60s, East and West Germany. And there's a spy, the top spy of his organization. The Eastern Front. Yeah, Lloyd Forger is his codename. Uh, he has a mission to infiltrate the school or this prominent government official of the of the uh, uh, the nation they're in conflict with. He does not appear at anything else in public except for official school functions. So in order to infiltrate it, he needs to get a kid and a wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously being a super crazy spy, he's not used to this type of you know, family life assignment, which is in itself already kind of a ridiculous formula. But he added to the fact that the kid he gets is secret is also a psychic. Yes. <laughs> secretly a psychic. And the wife he gets, his pretend wife, is also secretly an assassin who goes into this marriage so that way it maintains her cover of of being this government worker, not an assassin. And the girl with psychic powers is fully aware of who they who they are but actually secretly wants a family and not to go back to the orphanage. So she works to uh, help out Lloyd's, her dad's mission to, <laughs> to, to like take, to be, to become friends with this guy's son and fit in at school. Yes. And also, and also don't forget the dog is a uh, clairvoyant. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not, we're not at the part where the, I was thinking, we, I was thinking about doing the dog episode, but maybe, maybe, maybe a later point. They later they get a dog that can see the future. <laughs> this, is, this is normally not the type of like anime or manga I would normally watch. But when I kept hearing about it and seeing it, it's like, this is great. This, this, this is fantastic. This is everything I want. Yeah. Um, so, to set things up, uh, in order to avoid getting kicked out of this prestigious academy, right? you have to get seven stars uh, or... And, uh, and you have to avoid getting, like, seven demerits. And uh, one of the things she has to do to fit in is, like, oh, one of the ways you can... You, you have to make certain accomplishments to get one of these stars. Mm-hmm. You know, athletics being one of them. So she and her friend, their classic, in a game of dodgeball, uh, which is treated like life and death. And she's trying to befriend the, the target's son. But they get off on a really rocky start because he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, you know... And the, the brilliant conceit, I forget to mention about Spike's family, is that even though she has psychic powers, she's still only six years old. <laughs> exactly <laughs> like a six-year-old. And uh, here we go. Episode 10, the great dodgeball plan. Um, it's both available sub and dub on Hulu. Uh, you can choose which one you're going to go. So episode 10. Mm-hmm. We'll start. Three, two, one. Let's go. All right. So... Uh, I discovered this literally from like some Instagram promo. I was like, wow, this looks kind of cool. What is this? Then I was thinking into it. I kept seeing these memes pop up. How did you come across this, Bill? Spikes family. Uh, uh, so I mostly read manga than watch anime. Uh, I use the Shonen Jump app uh, religiously. And it popped up on my feed. I think also I was just bored because I was running out of things to read. So I was like, you know what? This looks popular. I'll give it a chance. So I read it, and I was like, holy crap, this is way better way better than I expected it to be. So. Yeah, I was, and I, I think a lot of people, I was turned off at first, because it's like, it's this, you know, normal cutesy art style, which I'm not into. Yeah. We're predicting with the way the characters are drawn, but then the, <laughs> just the writing is like legitimately charming and funny, 
and heartwarming. And the action scenes, which there are somehow a lot of action scenes, are actually quite well done. And this is one of the better episodes. And also, a good example of why I chose this is that as good as this scene was in the in the manga, it being an animated medium just takes it to the next level. <laughs> you know, it's always fascinating uh, because what I recently discovered is that the creator of Spy X Family um, has done previous uh, manga work as well. Uh, one in particular called uh, Taika, I believe, or uh, Tis- Tista. Tista. Um, and Tista is about an assassin who lives in New York City, uh, assassinating targets and things like that, which is much darker in tone. So it's always interesting to see, like, you know, the pivot from that to this, but also still keeping in line with the whole assassin espionage uh, genre. Yeah, but I think it's a very kind of funny, funny take on it that's quite refreshing. Also, as I understand, I think this is his most successful uh, work to the point where like his previous works like were not successful at all I think they were like they canceled prematurely yes so the, and then this just exploded in popularity yeah not only in Japan but probably because of just the premise but also the fact that it's not in set in Japan it's a more western setting it doesn't have a lot of the usual Japanese cultural tropes mm-hmm. that's why it's so popular outside Japan because I think it's way more accessible <laughs> It appeals to people who are not normally in anime. Oh yeah, this is a go. This is like like Lord Davian, this kid's name. He's got these two little lackeys. Yeah, <laughs> man, they... drawn so great. I like it because like one's an oval, the other one's a circle. Like it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Which is again something that's great that manga does better than a lot of American comics, at least mainstream ones, is that they'll have wildly differing character designs. Yeah, which is always interesting because they're trying to, of course, create, you know, different silhouettes, which I've, I've mentioned previously before in order to in order for you, the viewer, to understand, like, this is this character standing here. But also they have to find a proper balance of creating radical designs, but still fit within their art style, which you're really not what you really can't do in uh, mainstream superhero comics. Unless you're like Kyle Baker. Partially because there's a certain style you have to hear, but also just the the monthly deadline, you know, mm. just does not allow for, for that extra extra time and effort. See, but then I could argue that, like, within Japan, you have a variety of different deadlines. You have weekly deadlines. Yeah, but they also have, like, they all have, each, each creator has, like, a million assistants. That's the thing. Not all, just, like, the more popular ones. Yeah, but I think that's also I think that's the big difference is that they have they have help. Whereas like so many comics are just like it's a penciler, inkler, but then more often times they're drawing it, they're doing both themselves. Mm. Anyways, here's our crazy sixties opening that I really love. <laughs> because it's like uh it's it's a super sixties aesthetic and then mm. it like switches to the anime style. But I like this because it, it gives it a very different flavor and a very different it stands out from a lot of the other anime openings we're used to, which in our, in our other podcast, our former Gundam podcast, me and Phil had the running joke about, like, uh, what was it again? Uh, which, which, anime, oh, what anime, the... anime openings versus anime endings. 
Oh yes, where it's the the dogs, the dog standing on the table with a katana in its mouth, everyone cheering it on in the background, like yeah. And then the ending is the sad dog staring out the the window crying. Yeah, it's always something like high energy and like excitement and battle and frenzy, and then it's something like very moody and like somber at the end. Yeah, like I, Cowboy Bebop, I would argue is the biggest uh, version of that with uh, seat belts by uh, Tank as their opening. Yeah, but it's actually cool. It's actually it, cool. of course it's cool. But, like, and then Gundam the Double, the Double was like the pinnacle of that. Of that oh. Meme. Yes, they were because you see giant robots fighting, and then at the end you see a bunch of like half naked, uh, pretty boys, like you yeah, know, all looking sad, and, all like, looking sad. It's like yeah. wow, yeah. just like no self awareness whatsoever. Oh gosh, but yeah, Cloverworks is the studio. Uh, as I understand, they had they do for part of why the action scenes are so good is that they do have another studio do them. Mm. It's I think it, I think it's Madhouse. It might be Madhouse. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's I don't it might be my house, but it's a studio that I know does the Attack on Titan. Oh, Mappa. Yeah, so they that's why the action sequences are so good. Mm. See, and that's another thing too I realized as I've gotten older, is that the studios that I grew up watching, they're not around anymore. Or at least they don't do as much work as they used to, like Madhouse, Project IG, uh well Bones they do um uh, Mob Psycho 100 and My uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, what's another? What's another? Um, Mang Manga Glow. That's another uh, oh, yeah, studio. Manga, I think went out of business. Oh, did they? Oh man. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Dang, that's crazy. Man, here we go. This is uh, your forger, the fake wife and fake mother of the family, <laughs> who's secretly an assassin. She's gonna volunteer to teach. Anya Dodgeball. And kind of the joke that I really like they, they do of Yor is that she's a very sweet woman who's very gentle, uh, who is also a killer assassin. But the running gag is that she seems to have like superhuman strength. <laughs> and she has no idea how to control it. Yeah, it's like comically like, because this is, this is a, other the general fans, it's a fairly grounded series. Like nobody has powers except for Anya. But like the joke is like she just, she just happens to be like ungodly strong. Yeah. Uh, like, one of my favorite, which I almost went with, but I did it because it's a multi-part, is they do the tennis match arc. Mm. And she's facing off against the other spy. And, like, she keeps failing at the tennis ball swerve because it looks like she misses, but in reality, she swings it so hard. The, 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 it, it goes through the net. Yeah, the racket slices up the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So, Ooh, yeah, look at that water. Good. Well, yeah, here we go. This is uh, Anya not able to keep up with yours here because, again, she's a five-year-old, six-year-old girl. Uh, makes me very happy when they announced season two earlier last month and also a movie coming out, an original movie. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's, that's super popular. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, it was Rob. I was going to say it right now. Last year, the ice series was Rob losing the Shunte Ito. Oh, yeah. Okay, as much as I like Junta Ito, alright, he's already established, he's won a bunch of things. You know, you, you freaking, you you know, you freaking Eisner, Yakubian judges don't appreciate <laughs> something new and cool when you, when you... Oh, gosh. Uh, 
See, I told you I was gonna. I told you I was gonna work that word more in my in my vocabulary. You, you did tell me that, and look at you go. Uh, but yes, uh, I mean Junji Ito is essentially at this point the Tom Klein of manga. Oh yeah, yeah, he's just gonna win all the awards. Yeah, like if if you see his name up there, you already know he's winning. Yep. So here we go. Yeah, the first half of this episode is basically a training sequence. Uh, you know, you're teaching. Anya to get ready for this big athletic game. Uh, and also the funny thing that I forgot to mention that people, and they don't really explain it why, I think it's just something the author, author likes, is that she's got, she's, Anya has like these two like, ear clip things, oh, whatever man. they are, that stick, that stick on her hair. I thought they were like like buns, like uh, like what Chung Lee has. Something like that, that like she always has them, and it's yeah. clearly... The, it's one of those like stylistic things that doesn't make any sense for realism. How do you know, stay attached to your hair, but it's just there to look cool? Yeah. Uh, I heard some people like because of that, people made these jokes and memes that's like crossing over with uh, elfin line. <laughs> <laughs> so she has the the ears. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, elfin lades. She can rip people apart with her mind. Well, I don't yeah, because yeah, because they're also like psychic powers. It looks like it without really yeah, right. For those, for those who, if you have a stomach for like naked women murdering people with invisible arms, Elfin line. It's uh, I watched the first episode in college. My friend showed it to me, and it's like, I think I'm good. I don't think I oh, really? Watch, I really? Didn't watch anymore. Just... That's funny. Cause I, I watched it in high school, and I was like, Yo, this is amazing. And then I watched the next episode, and I was like, Yo, what the hell happened? Where's, where's the, where's the disembodiment? What's, what's going on? Here's a dodgeball uh, game, and the the usual teacher is out. The headmaster is is something in who who has a great design. He's got these like giant mustachey beard that makes him look like a walrus. Yes. And you know it's a classic thing in any kind of like school school fiction school setting that there's always a dodgeball game because it's the classic like you know good you know cool kids versus the lame kids. Um, we might have talked about this before. Do people even play dodgeball in America anymore? Do they ban it because it's too violent or something? Uh, I think, yeah, I think they might have banned it. Like, I don't think I've seen it in, like, schools anymore. Like, the schools that I've worked at anyways, like, I've never heard a kid play dodgeball. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it is. And, and you know, and I wouldn't blame it that it is, you know, used an excuse for bullying or perpetuate bullying. Um... I'll be honest, you know, kickball is a better game. Uh, I like dodgeball and I or like it too, but like, bombardment. You know, as a kid, I also did not like getting hit with the ball. So. Uh, I mean, nobody does. Uh, even in dodgeball, because like, imagine you kick it, somebody catches it, you're out. Or you kick it, they miss, they grab it, they throw it at you, you get hit, you're out. So, so here's the here's the joke of the episode. The main adversary is that the other team has a six year old kid. Bill Watkins, who <laughs> looks like a grown ass like man. A, yeah, he clearly looks like a grown, like a giant, giant dude. Mm. Uh, it's it's so so funny. <laughs> this is kind of like the sense of humor for for this series. Yeah, and the thing is that they're all supposed to be kindergartners. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I really like Bill Watkins. I was very happy when he shows up later in, in the manga. <laughs> uh, and this is, and this is uh, 
Yeah, he does look like the targeting thing. From his point of view, he's like targeting him, which I believe was in the manga. <laughs> right. But they do this episode, this where they, they do add a couple more jokes that are original to the anime. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into in a second. Wait, I Bill Watkins just demolishing them all <laughs> in one hit. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Spy Family, uh, currently on Hulu, both seasons, and the dub just got released, and it is a fantastic dub, I would highly recommend people watching it. Uh, I believe season three is supposed to come out in the fall. Uh, season three, you mean season two? Yeah, whatever, the next part. Yeah, season right, two. The next, yeah, it's supposed to come out in the fall, maybe the movie's the same year, I don't know. If anyone goes to, like, a convention, you'll probably have seen a bunch of, of especially your, a bunch of your cosplay. Oh, yeah. God, or yours you've seen, like, on social media, just your fan art of various degrees of, like, not safe for work. Mm. Uh, I also like the fact that his, so his flashing back here to Bill Watkins, like, training with his dad, that like, his dad looks like M. Bison. He <laughs> does. Uh. Okay, so yes, here we go. Uh, <laughs> we'll die if that actually hits us. <laughs> this is what I love. It's just like this, this game is literal life and death. And there's Becky, Anya's friend, taken out. Uh, you can tell like where they saved the money, where it counts, because there's definitely some like... <laughs> like the, uh, the scenes where it's like... Uh, Standstill and it just uh, painting yeah, yeah, shots, just like slides, but it it's it's a more okay because it's played for comedy. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, this this is great. So this is I believe this these flashbacks are original to the anime. So we're seeing Lord Damien training training quote unquote with his underling. So this is like Mission Impossible two, <laughs> climbing up the the rock face. The rock face. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh. And then of course they're actually just climbing the jungle gym. <laughs> for their matching. This one is you must have loved this film. <laughs> the, the Dragon Ball Z <laughs> shout out. Always. Look at that. Yeah. Death ball. <laughs> yeah, and they're like I guess is this Namek that the the, the one yeah. they're supposed to be on? Yeah, they're supposed to be on the planet Namek. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just turns out oh they're on a big tire swing. <laughs> Formation G, I love this. I love this little gag. And he does he does a little like ninja arms <laughs> running. And yeah, this is where I think this has an advantage over the manga. Because as cool as, as cool as this look of the manga, like the fact that you see all the motion lines and and just the, the sheer the animation of this is just so cool. Yeah. And yeah, here we got the, the Shadow Ultimate Shadow clone attack. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what I love. This is like, I, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Shonen, anim- shonen anime. But when it shows up in like Places that's not shown in anime, I do find that hilarious. Uh, and then here we go. They see this kid. I don't remember his name. I don't remember this kid's name, but he's gonna take the die yeah. for Lord Damien. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Emil. Yeah, yeah. I know all quite great things about you, Lord Damien, and I can't remember a single one right now. <laughs> sure, there's nothing. <laughs> just gonna take the bullet. Uh, and the. the so, uh, while we're while we're waiting for this to be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is definitely my tense of fear. So, any any notable things about any notable arcs or notable moments of Spike's family that 
you like in particular that stand out to you from the manga artists? <laughs> this I also love. It's an anime original joke is that they do the the fancy like shading with with him crying out for a meal. Yeah. Uh. Well, one of the the biggest ones is the uh, introduction of like the uh, rival spy who for uh, Lloyd's affection, who really never shows it out. Uh, 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 Nightfall or whatever her name is. I don't even remember her name, but yes, yeah, it has like a, it has like a night theme name. Yeah. Uh. That there was that scene. There's the scene where uh. What was it? The it, it's it's one of those like extra chapters. So it's like the the info the information guy the informant uh, has to take care of the dog, and uh, he finds finds this girl. The guy falls in love with the girl. The dog loves and falls in love with her dog, and they try <laughs> to they try to be like completely different people. And the dog and the girl are like, "Yo, you two are weirdos." <laughs> Here we go, yeah. So this is this is the the key. This is the only person who can stand up to Bill Watkins is Anya because she's able to read his mind, despite being the least physically adept kid. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Yeah, he's doing the special homing slider shot. Homing slider. Uh-huh. Uh, one that I. One, one... <laughs> Uh. Yeah, yeah, he's breaking down crying because she's able to dodge all the possible moves because she can read his mind. Yeah. Um, my favorite moment, of course, and it's got turned into a meme, is that when she gets her dog and she's trying to get Damien's attention, because she's conducted, this is how he's going to win his friendship, she drops the picture of her dog, and of course she goes, this one made the internet memes, oh no, I dropped, I dropped this super cool picture of my dog. Oh my god, how clumsy a feet. <laughs> oh gosh i like another thing too is that i like anya's like smirky face uh where it's like your eyes squint and like she has a really stupid smile on her face yeah he the author i think it's more as as serious because i like that's to draw more and more cat like with her expressions yeah. it's like the the silly smiles and the mischievous expressions here there's damien He's trying to block it, this dodgeball, which is super well animated. Yeah. Yep, and he's taking the ball. He's 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 gone. <laughs> <laughs> My chance. I think, of course, like because it's a dodgeball uh, episode, right? Everything is a paying homage to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, right? and just and just so many like famous action anime manga. Yeah. Um, you ever watch Dodgeball True Underdog Story? Uh, like I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never. It's on. It's on my list to sit down and watch it all the way through. It's quite funny. I saw it when it came out on a bus. Uh, you know, funny movie. Ben Stiller. You know that kind of silly stuff. Uh, and yeah. of course, spawned a lot of like popular memes. You know. Yeah. The most. The if, most. Probably the most famous one is. If you can uh, dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That or uh, there's a bold move card. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here we go. Yeah, I won't let your death go to waste. Second side. This is my favorite moment of this. I've used this as a meme, as a gif, uh, in my work Slack channel too. <laughs> he does the, uh, the Anya's killer shot. <laughs> the star, star catch arrow. Mm. This is the this is the one of the 
So both the sub and the dub are really good. But this is the this is the one moment where I actually prefer the sub. Because I think when Japanese actors have it up, I think they're just they do it better than English actors when they have it up. Yeah, because I, I mean, with the English voice actors, unless it's like like a really good one, they tend to it it doesn't feel as natural. I think it's also like when they say special attacks, it's always in English <laughs> for some yeah. reason. Even though like every even though they they always say them in English, and they just it just sounds fun, it just sounds cooler or, or funnier. When they say it the way they say it in English. Mm. Yeah, Star Catch Arrow. And it's like, yeah, there's like Star. It's like the animation <laughs> shifts. And what's the joke? She throws it straight to the ground. <laughs> and she's out. Yeah, and it's a very... It's like it's the same joke in the manga, but it's draw, it's done a little bit differently. Uh, which I really appreciate. It's, it's a way of adapting this really great moment and making it work in the mm. medium for this and this is the the cruel the twist is that you know they Anya thanks to Anya they floss but Bill Watkins his his unsportsmanlike behavior <laughs> cost him he cost him the, the Donna Tonis he got demerit you know so nobody <laughs> nobody advance yes and I feel like if you get seven demerits you get expelled it's I think it's eight but yeah Oh. That's kind of and that's like kind of a recurring thing in all these arcs is that she has to work towards getting the merits, but she also has to work at not getting towards the merits. Mm-hmm. And this is like an episode where like she didn't lose, but she didn't win either. So you know it all kind of worked out sort of. <laughs> oh yeah, sometimes that's really are a shithead. I don't think the English dub says that. Oh uh, no. Yep. So that's uh, Spike's family, everyone. Great, great anime. Great manga. Put it above Hell's the Ultimate. Never. Never. <laughs> okay. Never. Uh, I'm sure I'm, there's probably not like, a lot of crossover in those demographics, though. Oh, not at all. Oh. All right. And that is it for our episode. Uh, if you didn't like this, well, too bad. We were juicing the algorithm. <laughs> you know, seven weeks of reading comics. Like dozens of comics. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was a lot of comics. So this this was a nice this was a nice breather, nice little refresher, um, letting you know that you know even when drawing comics, right, the way they're able to take it and adapt it to a screen is always is always nice to see, and being able to study the techniques that work or how they expand it for twenty to forty minutes. Yep, and if you. Just so you know, everyone, you can keep making it. Like, one, you can get your webcomic made into a manga and see those millions of dollars. Mm. So keep reaching for the stars, everyone. Oh, yeah. And if, you, and if you don't get a star, you just swim, swim in the ocean. Get a fish. <sighs> I'm Eric Wong. And I'm Phil Fleming. And uh, we are uh, Mystery Incorporated. <laughs>